You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Join us, Reed Bacon. We got another great one. Um, we are predicting the 2023 season. We're going into it game by game, seeing where the Vols are going to end up. I will toot my own horn that I did pretty well last year's prediction. Um, and we're also going to answer some fan questions from our previous podcast we put out. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment, leave a question. We'd love to answer them. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps us so much. Also, follow us on social media, at uh, Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, if you're looking to follow Reed, you can follow him at rbacon. Uh, 26 on Twitter. If you want to follow me, it is just at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. Uh, so let's jump into this thing first. Reed, how are we doing, bud? Hey, beautiful. <laughs> how you doing, big boy? I'm doing fantastic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, had a good weekend on this end. Went and uh, went back down to Knoxville Catholic for the first time in many years, and got to see the boys uh, play. I, I, the reason I went down there uh, is because you know I got to help out uh, when Chase uh, Kershen was out for spring practice, so they needed a wide receivers and DBs coach. So I went down there. So they just, called the best. What? They called the best. Facts, bro. Facts. They're like, they're like Harrison Smith. I was like, well, technically he is busy, but nah, y'all don't want him. Anymore. <laughs> a little bit, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's just busy putting them together. Hall of Fame career. No biggie. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went down there. So just being there for those three days, I mean, it was hard to like rip the bandaid off and be like, yo, like, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not in a place yet where I can, I can go coach high school football and not worry about actual paychecks. Um, you know, and so, so, but, but being there for those days, I was excited to go and watch these guys that you're around and they have a great mm -hmm. group of kids. So yeah, it was nice to get down there watch them uh, and just be in that atmosphere. You know, when you leave high school, you don't want to go back too quickly, but then if you do go back, you want to go back with some buddies. So you, so it's normal, but now it's like, I'm old enough. It's like, Oh, he's just a young adult coming back to support his program, not like trying to live in the glory days. Yeah, exactly. It was you're actually just, you're just being a good a fan of the yeah, team. Yeah. And it was, it was honestly the first time I'd ever sit in the stands ever. So uh, it was not, it was, <laughs> I said, I sat in the stands for my little brother. Cause when he was playing there, but besides that, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Because when Logan was playing and I watched every game he played for two years, I never, if I went, I would. I, I didn't go much. I would go for the big ones, and I'd maybe just stand on the side, you know, at the gate. If but if not, I was just always watching them on huddle. So other times that you and I went back, or we went back with buddies, or whatever, just check in. We'd always stay over there on the track, and you talk and socialize. So you don't actually get to watch the game. So mm -hmm. 
sat in the stands. Uh, but it was a good time. Had a great weekend, though. Uh, I made the whole family go putt-putt last night, which was incredible. <laughs> I love that, that. Oh, that. That was entertaining. But uh, anyways, yeah, good weekend. Uh, what about you? Yeah, not, nothing to report. Uh, I will say about you're, you're talking about, you know, going watching some Friday Night Lights. I'll tell you what, a Friday night football game is some of my best, like, feelings around football. Yeah. Like, on a Friday when it's in the, like, kind of fall and it's a little cool and the sun is going down as you're, like, warming up for the game and, like, you can hear some cicadas going, that that right there, oh, that gets my heart pumping. You know what I mean? Like, it was, those it, are the – those are the kind of memories that 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 really resonate with me when I think like football. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. I mean, you hear so many people say it that played high school, and then college, and then even the NFL that Friday nights are the best, and they truly are. And I think that's what some of my passion that I want to go back so much is so I can just you know like Billy Madison style grab those kids and be like, stay as long as you can, <laughs> cherish it, cherish it. And the kid's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but yeah, I was sitting up there and it was a perfect, perfect night. It actually wasn't hot or humid and that sun was coming down. You can see kind of the mountains in the back. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, yeah, it's special, man. It's special. I, so, I love that. Cause it's also when you're growing up and playing football, like, you know, start at a young age, when do you practice? You practice week nights. So it's yeah. like 6 PM practice goes till seven 30 it's right in that wheelhouse. Right. And so like most of your growing up playing football, all you're experiencing, especially East Tennessee cicadas and that sun going down and this fresh smell of grass, like that, that hits you when you're older. Well, that's actually my favorite time to play golf. That's why it's so great to, to, you know, be able to, in the summer and be like so close to the course and stuff, because I'll literally want to go tee off at six 30 and be on the course when the sun's coming down because that's the most peaceful time. There's no mm-hmm. anyone out there. So I know some people say, oh, I love a, a sunrise. Give me a sun, you know, uh, give me sunset any day. But um, And that's been place- golf talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to tell everyone, let you let everyone know that you're going across the pond for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, let everybody know, me and my wife are going on a little European vacation coming up. Um going to be first two weeks of September. So that means Reed is going to be going solo on the uh, first two games, Virginia and Austin P breaking down the film, going through everything. Uh, But I will be back for that Florida game and very excited for that. Um, But yeah, just a little heads up. Uh, But so much for being involved for life, Mr. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try and figure out a way to watch no matter what, but uh, I don't know about the spotty Wi-Fi trying to jump on jump on the podcast. Um, but that being said, let us get into our 2023 predictions. And I'll tell you what, we're just talking about being excited, you know, football memories. Just looking into teams like doing this, it got me excited for like, oh, I, I can't wait to just watch football. It doesn't matter that, like, I yes, I want to watch Tennessee game, but it's like, okay, I want to see what Kentucky can do. Okay, I want to see what Missouri's doing. I want to see what South Carolina's doing. Those kinds of games where it's like, I have no idea what they're going to be like this year. It, I think Bama kind of goes into that a little bit. 
But those kinds of things I'm like very, very excited for. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait. I've been watching all the preseasons, was watching Titans preseason. Uh, I didn't, I recorded it, watched it because I'm a psycho. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, I, I think we're all so excited for football. I will say this. I am, it's, it's a different level of excitement because when we went to fall practice last year, you, you feel so ingrained into it and you're so, mm-hmm. you know, when we've started breaking down recruits and we've talked about this team for a couple of years, you're, I feel very invested as if I'm like a part of the team, which I'm yeah. not, but, but I feel like invested. So when we didn't go to camp, it was kind of like, um, I don't know. There's, there's a little bit different of a feeling, not that I'm not as excited, but um, I don't know. It was just a little bit different. It was a little bit different. Does yeah. that make No, I get it. It kind of like pulls you away. So like the fondness. Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. And it's almost now it's like uh, there's a little bit more of a surprise when I open the gift of watching them. I still feel very confident of what I think they're going to be. Um, but watching them against Virginia, you know, will be a little bit more, you know, of uh, like I said, opening the present. So anyways, uh, first game, Virginia, what, what do you got? Listen, the Virginia went three and seven last year. Um, they were not a very good team. They don't look like a very good team this year. They were like 126 in offense last year. This is a great, fantastic tune-up game. <laughs> like, this is awesome that this is the first game. The fact that it's, you know, at a conference, it's still a power five team, but they're really not that good. Like, that lines up great for Tennessee. I love the first half of our schedule. Absolutely love it. Um, and this is, like, a fun little experiment because I remember – in coaching searches, when we were getting rid of Pruitt, being like, what about Tony Elliott? Like, that Clemson offense has been really good the past few years. And I li- uh, like I like that. Like, I would love to get, like, an offensive-minded guy in here after Pruitt. I remember saying that on a podcast, being like, Tony Elliott might be a good option. I don't, I don't mind that. And now, Hypel, where he's at, and the trajectory he's going, now he's play- playing against Tony Elliott. It's like, here's, like, that test of, well, we got the right guy. Um, yeah, I was not. I was not pumped when you wanted Tony Elliott. But anyways, continue. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a, it was more of a. Please, can we get an offensive man in here? Yeah, and not yeah, a defensive it was more, guy. It, it was more of his background than actually him. Exactly. I was uh, just like, wow. I this Clemson offense has been really good the past few years, and like, okay, please, like, can I get somebody who can look at quarterbacks? and pick out the right one because for three years of Jeremy Pruitt, he had no idea. Like it was like, there was no judgment of who to be a quarterback. That was the issue with Garantano in my eyes. So it was like, please can I get someone who can develop quarterbacks and pick the right one to be out there. And Hypel is the best (laughs) at that. Yeah. But I remember calling you and saying, Hey man, Tony Elliott is at Clemson. I can be the offense coordinator at Clemson. Hmm. So with that talent, anyways, okay. So you go. So you're one and zero. You're picking one and zero. One and zero. All right. So I'm also picking us to win that game. Now let me say this: the one that very, very briefly, I, I think it's funny, and we don't need to overlook this. Now I know Virginia is is coming off of a rough season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they do have a they did have a quarterback, and I am almost certain that he left. I can't remember for sure. 
Um, but they had a quarterback that can put up some points or whatever. But but my main point is is the spread of this looks like we're playing a Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're playing a Ball State. Looks like we're playing <laughs> one of those. And it's like don't get twisted. This is an ACC school that is a it's in a Power Five conference. Yeah, and we're, and we're 27, 28 point favorites. Don't don't um, take that for granted because there was. A couple of years ago, we're playing a West Virginia team. Now, I know West Virginia was a much better roster, but like West Virginia's, NC State's, Georgia Tech's, all those games were either losses or toss ups or hard fought mm. wins. And it's like now, because you got to remember, we didn't schedule this game last year. I mean, they scheduled this many years in advance. And to where our program is now compared to theirs, makes me feel really really good so oh, that yeah. that that's the one thing i'm not going to miss about this is hey this is supposed to be an acc school that you know is could be could be halfway decent and we're going to probably go out and blast them if we do what we're capable of doing all right so we're both one and oh uh austin p we're two and oh <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry austin p here I'll, I'll share a story about austin p okay we played them my red shirt freshman year i think or red shirt sophomore year in Neyland, we were up 45 to nothing at halftime. So a lot of the second string got in yours truly playing at right tackle. They started to put their second string and third string in (laughs) because they knew what the game was. So they started to put those guys in. There was a play that was like a bubble out to the left. And all I really had was like a straight up block on my defensive end. I was at right tackle. And I mean, I absolutely dumped this guy, like lifted him, dumped him, landed on him, heard the breath, leave him, like heard it go when I landed on him. And the sideline was so high. And I literally was like, damn, I feel bad for that guy. Like, I am sorry, dude. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry because I knew I, – I was like, I played against harder guys in high school than this dude right here. Like, there there was – he had no shot. No what, shot. Uh, well, whose sideline was it on, yours or theirs? It was it was on ours because we were going we – um, I think towards the so the jumbotron. We're going towards the jumbotron. I was at right tackle. We're on the right hash, and I just drive buddy and dump. And the side, I look over the sideline gets hype, and literally I couldn't celebrate. Like I felt bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was like I like I'm going against like a lot better competition in practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was just. It it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't a great feeling to dump. Did you say sorry to him? What did you say? Did you actually say sorry to him? Like walking back to the yeah. No, I didn't say sorry to him. All right, Florida game. Florida. Going down to Gainesville. Um, very excited for this. Uh little quarterback transfer, Graham Mertz. He's not, you know next echelon of quarterbacks. He is a good quarterback that if he has a good running game that works for him, which works for Florida, I think Florida is a running team first and they are a passing team, but he's still the guy like probably average about 10 interceptions a year, um, which we can take control of. Uh, I think their running backs are what's going to keep them going, but 
I think we're going down to gains on winning. I, I just don't see a way they can really slow down this offense. Um, and I feel like our defense is better than it was last year. Uh, and like you said, the, you know, last podcast, like doesn't matter how many yards you give up as long as you get off the field, this offense leans towards that. You know, the, the, the plays that we gave up versus Florida last year, it's Anthony Richardson. It's him breaking tackles. It's him keeping a play alive. It's him. Eyes down. Yeah. Eyes downfield, making a throw on the run. Like, those kinds of things really made the difference in that game. Graham Mertz isn't Anthony Richardson. Like, he really isn't. Um, and Tim Banks always has such a great game plan versus guys like Anthony where it's like, all right, let you beat you beat us with your arm. Like, I don't – Graham Mertz can't beat us with his arm or his legs. Like, it has to be a run game for Florida. And if they're one-dimensional like that, I really feel like our defense can take advantage so I I think this is a win, even though it's in a very hostile environment in Gainesville. It's going to be ninety eight degrees with one hundred and two humidity. It's going to be shitty. It's probably going to be a three thirty game. Um, so it's the I, hottest point of the I, day. I think it's seven o'clock. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's seven p.m. Yeah. Who is playing on that weekend in the SEC? It's more. Important I like. Than. I'm fine with seven p.m. I'm good with that. Listen, here's the deal. I got a bunch of buddies, and I'm assuming a lot of people listening or watching have that that vol battered vol, battered vol syndrome or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They're worried about going to the swamp. We haven't won in the swamp in 20 years, all that stuff. I get yeah. it. This is a whole new team. It's a whole new coaching staff for these past couple of years. I know it's hard, people, but trust this team and trust this coaching staff. They're not the same UT. And I am telling my friends that are worried about that game, I truly believe that Tennessee goes down there and wins by 10, 13 to 17. I think it'll be somewhat close. I think we'll end up pulling away third and fourth quarter and really the fourth quarter will be kind of, kind of like, okay, we don't have to worry. Like it's over. Like they're not, it's, and, and, and I also believe that if this game was in the middle of the end of the season, that we beat them probably by like 21, 25, 24, something like that, because I think they're going to really fall apart. But this being, you know, if they somehow can beat Utah, and they're going undefeated in a nine or in a seven o'clock game. That place will be rowdy, all that. But I don't think they beat Utah, and um, I just think Tennessee's a better team. And I and coach like this coaching staff and this this team, they're not them, like them. Us losing to Florida all those years doesn't affect them. So I think it's no. I think I agree with you. There was multiple opportunities where we could have won in Florida. Where we're up in the fourth quarter. Yeah, joke. We should have in, in Gainesville, and we didn't. I think like the last time we won was Clawson, right? Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's been plenty of opportunities where we should have won. I agree with you. I think Florida is going to lose to Utah, and not all because where Florida's at, what they're doing, but because of Utah, because of a very experienced quarterback, because playing at Utah is a very big disadvantage for teams. Um, like they just always seem to have people's numbers. Like they're a very good team at home. So I think they do lose that game. Um, and I, 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 I don't see why we couldn't be up 14, 17 with, you know, 
five minutes left to go in the fourth. Like, yeah. that's that's easy. That's how I feel, but a lot of people are still saying, I don't know, man, it's a swamp, it's a swamp. I was like, There's okay. other games down the line that I'm way more I don't know about than I am Florida. Yeah. All right. Let's let's keep this let's keep this moving so we can get to some questions. UTSA, uh, I'm very excited for that game because for me that's like the first actual home game of the year. Um, UTSA will will be able to handle business. But I learned about UTSA over the past two years because of gambling and watching that that coach and watching that quarterback. Uh, they know how to put up offense. But my my good buddy Jack Gillespie made a good point. We were talking about this in the off season. I said UTSA, like I'm excited to watch that. And I was like, it could be a decent game, like back and forth. High flying. I was like, and I never said I was nervous. I never said I was nervous about losing the game. And Jack said, you know what? Like, they're, you're right. Like, good quarterback, good offense. They've had 10 win seasons. He's like, they're not going to be able to stop us. And he's, and, and the key word is running the ball. And I love that he said that because it's, he, they're not going to stop us. Everyone's like, yeah, because our offense is amazing. But phys- like, when we go up physically against them, Hypo yeah. can run the ball 50 times. And I watched them last year try to slow down a run game of like, and I don't know, like UTEP, and and they couldn't stop them. So what are they going to do when we lean on them? So, anyways, UTSA will be a win. Um, yeah. And but I but I still think it'll be an entertaining game. And like I said, it'll be the first. It's our appetizer for the next week home game against South Carolina. That's going to be bananas because Austin P. People are just excited to get in the kneeling, but it's Austin P. You can't get too excited. No, and I, I think you're right with UTSA. When, when we play teams like that, when SEC teams play other teams like that, like that's the difference is the men on the field. It's like yeah. you're about to get thrown out the club as a lineman, and you're about to get ran past as a skill guy. Yeah. It's just that that's the part that they can't help. It doesn't matter how much they can scheme. They can't help the fact that Squirrel White's faster than every guy on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bud. All right. So we we have we're four and zero uh for both of us. We are four and zero. Okay, South Carolina. Um, I personally believe that if it's a night game, I think it could be a bigger game than Texas AM. Um, because I'm talking about atmosphere wise. I really, really can't stand Jimbo, and I don't like Texas A&M. But what happened mm-hmm. in South Carolina used to never bother me until what happened last year and, and them hiring Beamer. It's like South Carolina would have never bothered me at all because we're just a better football program than they are, and we always yeah. have. But uh, Spurrier did a good job of getting those jabs in. Now we all kind of don't like Beamer, and, and they and they got us last year. So kudos to them. Um, I think we I think we beat them, and I think we can route them. Uh, and and it's and I think. That I don't. That's not me saying that I don't think they're a good team. I think I don't. It's not going to be what it was two years ago, where the game was over with four minutes ago in the first quarter, and mm-hmm. you know it's like twenty-eight nothing already. I don't think it's going to be that because um, I do think they're good enough. But I think Tennessee in that stadium and everybody's going to be so juiced that we are just going to end up. It might be close for a little bit, but they will end up just running away with this thing. I, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think South Carolina was one of those teams where it's you're not necessarily like, I hate this team, but the Spurrier and taking those jabs. And it's also like South Carolina, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you had our number there for a little bit. You used to be, you know, top 10 in the teens ranking when Spurrier was there. Did you win an SEC championship? No. Did, did you really win any meaningful games? No. You know what your best highlight over the past 25 years is? Is Javion Clowney making a tackle on a Michigan running back when he was unblocked in the freaking Outback Bowl. Fast. So don't 
like don't come at us like your your big shit right now. And then last year, that that hurt that everyone felt like that is going to be all anyone's thinking about leading into this game. Like it is a very much a revenge game for last year. And, you know, you, you learn later that South Carolina changed up their entire offense right before our game. They had, a, I'm pretty sure they had a bye week before us to prepare. And it's like, okay, I get it now. I get why they were able to have success with Spencer Rattler. I think that, I think that comes back to level. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You play nine games worth of film and you have this offense that you're running and then all of a sudden you change it and you got three games at the end of the year that you did really well in. And it's like, oh yeah, they're growing. They're great going into the off season. And, but now they have a new coordinator. So like, do those games really matter? Are you looking great going to the off season? You literally changed up who was calling the plays. Yeah. Cal Loggins is trash. Yeah, I, and it's like I, it, it's like maybe that was, hey, no one's prepared for you, and they can't prepare for you. They have one game of film on the offense you're running, so they yep. can't prepare. So that high, we're going to come back to level. We're, we're going to be here. So I, I, I'm excited to see South Carolina in the games leading up to ours because I really want to know what kind of team they are. Well, give, give, give them I think credit. we win this. Give them credit. I was very impressed with their play calling. I was very impressed with their entire team atmosphere. Spencer Rattler, they played an awesome game. The point that maybe you're trying to – the point that you're making and to maybe explain it in layman's terms, it is when that uh, an NFL team – you know, everyone talks about Coach Speak that every game is week to week. You go in and you try to watch film on what they do and what they do well and how you're going to stop it and then what you can attack defensively. What they did was NFL version of, hey, we're throwing everything out and we're going to run the Wildcat. And so the first time the Miami Dolphins bring the Wildcat out and you're like, these coaches are like, we don't know what to do. Yeah. That is the worst thing for a coach because coaches and high-level players, what separates them is their preparation. And so when they're not prepared, they feel like their pants are below their ankles and they just don't know what to do. So yeah. what your point was is South Carolina kind of said, hey, the season has not gone the way we wanted. We have two massive opportunities of Tennessee and Clemson. Let's just go. Let's just throw. Let's just throw throw the sink at them and see what happens. And that's what and that's what did happen. I mean, it's just like there's so many nuances inside of film study that like people might not understand. It's like you're telling your linebackers to read certain keys on a running back or and read it, certain keys on a on yeah. a guard and what he does, and then they just completely change. Yeah, what they're doing and when they're doing it. It's like now now you're Whatever you taught your defense the entire week leading up to it, forget it. Right, and then you got to try to make it on the on the fly, which is extremely difficult. So that, difficult. that's why I, I'm not even going to say Alabama because Alabama is not a good comp for this because they just always you know have better talent than people. But the Patriots that you've always everyone will always talk about the Patriots. They come out week to week in our different team. Sometimes they'll pound it right down your face with an I formation. Sometimes they'll spread it out. Let they used to let Tom Brady dink and dunk you. Then they would come out and play a ton of zone, and then they'd come out the next week and play a ton of man. That's why he's the goat. But uh, anyways, do you think we beat South Carolina? Yes. Okay, so now we're going to Texas A&M. This is the one that I'm worried about because I think that atmosphere for South Carolina, if we have a big win against South Carolina, could be somewhat of a letdown game. 
I really feel like that Josh Heibel and this coaching staff does a really good job of treating each week, but they're still college kids. It still happens. And I feel like, say, if South Carolina is a 3.30 or a night game, we get a big road win, and then you come back next week, and A&M's like a nooner. And are you back up, same same level of energy and intensity? So I, I'll probably say that, that that's one that, we'll, that, that we could slip up and lose. Here's what I'm saying. I, I think I think the South Carolina game, yes, is going to be a big game. I think it will be an absolute raucous atmosphere. I think every fan in a state wants us to beat South Carolina because of last year. I think it's going to be a sold-out stadium. I think that affects South Carolina a lot to where, you know, you said 14-17 versus Florida. I think by the end of this game, it could easily be – 17, 20, 21, 24 by the end of the South Carolina game. Wow. They're, guys are pulling out. Joe Milton's not playing, right, wow. in the fourth quarter. And, and I think that is a combination of how the guys on the team feel, the coaches feel, and how every other fan feels. Like, I think that's going to be part of it. Um, and then we have Texas A&M at home. Here's the three. Here's the two factors that make the biggest difference for this game. We have a bye week after South Carolina. If you have a bye week after South Carolina, the coaches all they're saying before the South Carolina game is, "Give it your all. You got rests next week." True. Give it your all, which which goes into the South Carolina game, which gets them pumped, which wins us that game. We then have two weeks to prepare for a home game. Versus Texas A&M, which I absolutely love. I think Hypel can out-scheme Jimbo and be able to take advantage of this. Also, number two factor, Texas A&M is playing Bama at Bama right before they play us. They're not thinking about us, but we're thinking about them. So, I think Texas A&M is a win for sure. Because I, switched, I switched mine. I'm, I'm because going. we're home. Because it's the bye week, because they just played Bama, and I'm not even mentioning the Jimmys and the Joes on the field. Those three factors are going to play a huge difference in this game. I think talent-wise, I think they have – I mean, they've had good recruiting classes. I know they've lost some people. Great um, recruiting classes. I, I still think talent-wise they're they're in fine shape, but that, I, yeah. forgot, I forgot about the bye week. So, yeah, so we're both – so we're both have us uh, – Two, three, four, five, six. So six. we're – Six and zero going into Bama. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. What do you think about? What do you think happens in Tuscaloosa? This is a tough part. Um, going into Tuscaloosa is rough. After you've played Texas A and M, um, I this is the one on the fence. I do feel like. In previous years, it has been Bama and Georgia are the games that we're probably going to lose. And then the toss-ups are Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri, right? And you're talked about that. Bama feels like so much more of a toss-up than the Georgia game. And maybe it's because Georgia has been so good. But it almost does feel like they're closer to that Kentucky side of competition right now than they are that Georgia 
side that's, of competition. That, that's insane to me. The reason I say that is because quarterbacks still trying to figure that out. Jalen Milrow looks like he's probably going to be the starter, but he seems very one-dimensional as a quarterback. Number two, the skill positions, the wide receiver room to start off with. Jermaine Burton's their best wide receiver, from, and he's coming from last year, who really was lackluster. This is not the same Jalen Waddell, Jamison Williams, Devontae Smith wide receiver room. This team of Alabama feels very much like we are going to play good defense and run the ball. That's what they have to do because of the skill positions they have and the quarterback they have. I think that leans favorably for us because of the offense we have. Not to say Tuscaloosa is a very tough place to play, very annoying place to play. I will say that. Um, but I, I, I view it as a toss-up game, but I am going to say that I think we lose this game. So I, I, I hear you about what you're saying with that team. And I think if that's really what's going to happen for Bama and what they're going to have to play, they're in trouble, not necessarily only against us, but a lot of teams. Because football, college football has just changed so much, man. This isn't the way it is. It's 2000, this isn't 2009 anymore. You can't just go run Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson down people's throat and play good defense. Like, you tried to play good defense last year and we hung a 52-piece on you. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, this is this 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 is this is season predictions or, or before the season predictions. I could easily see myself thinking that we're going to win the game like last year if I've watched them. Oh, and yeah. – We've talked about it. You said it on the pod last year before that week. If Bryce Young doesn't play, we we murder him. And and you're right, murder. we, we would have killed him. Um, it would have been embarrassment for for the University of Alabama. But I still trust Nick Saban, and I think he's salivating at the fact of that people are talking about Georgia being the top dogs, which rightfully so. Um, you know, they're two time national champs. I just have so much faith in Saban. But if if they can't get it figured out offensively and they don't have Lane Kiffin there like they used to to get the most out of Blake Sims or Coker or whoever else average quarterback they have, you know, before Tua and Mac and Jalen and all that, um, that I think it could be a problem. Because I, I hope they try to run the clock and play good defense against us because we had the number two ranked defense last year in the SEC against stopping the run. So I feel very confident that'll be the same, if not better. Maybe if we drop one spot, it'd be like third. And they're not going to be able to keep up with us offensively. So, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll say we beat them. Um, I'll, I'll say we beat them. Um, Which I think can definitely happen. Um, oh, can happen. But if I'm throwing up a, a percentage, I'm like, you know, I said we'd lose. I think it's like 55-45. Yeah, yes, close. Very close. You know what I mean? It's very close. Like, in – Four weeks, I could be singing a totally different thing, like yeah. after watching them play. But when you really look at Alabama, the reason why there's doubt around Alabama, maybe Coach Saban is fired up and like, you know, Georgia's the big dog of the SEC, obviously, is because you look back at the teams they've had over the past five, six years, and you're like, those were all more talented teams. Last year's team was way more talented than this year. 
He had Bryce Young, Heisman winner from the year before, and Will Anderson on your defense. Everyone thought, oh, Bama, Bama's going to be back in the playoffs. They had, They're going to be national champs. They had three guys drafted in, like, the top ten. Yeah. Which, it's insane. And, you know, and the run that they went on before last year. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, you're freaking all the defensive linemen that were there, all the running backs, the wide receivers that I mentioned earlier, Waddle, Devontae Smith, Jameson. Like their team was incredibly stacked for six, seven years in a row. And you get to this year and you go, huh, we don't even know who their quarterback is. Huh. What's their wide receiver room look well, like? Great point you made about the wide receiver room because Burton doesn't scare anybody. No, I mean, compared not say I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he does not scare anyone like the laundry list of guys you just named. No, freaking sorority girl almost took him out in the game last year. You, we would have. We've been on the field. Oh yeah, clothesline city, baby. <laughs> if that guy put his hand up to try to knock it away from us, it'd been like. Dude, the- I- It'd been like the Dudley Boys WWE. I love it too because, like, people don't understand. Some people don't understand leverage. Like, an offensive lineman understands leverage. Like, if Buddy is standing straight up, like my ability to like get nestle right underneath them shoulder pads and lift somebody off the ground. Like, I would love to just see that and be like, "Oh, okay," and just throw them. Um, But yeah. Next next game. So you're so you're saying we lose. I'm gonna say we win. Yeah. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna say we lose, and then I'm gonna root my fucking ass off when we're playing them, and say we're gonna beat their ass all week before that. <laughs> but I'm gonna say it now, so I don't feel so bad. Uh, at Kentucky. At Kentucky, I when you talk about toss up games, this is the one I'm most nervous about. Because we play Bama at Bama the week before. Because, no, like, I just don't know what Kentucky's going to be. They lost their best running back from last year, but they got a really good transfer running back from Vandy. They lost their quarterback, but honestly, Devin Leary might be better than Will Levis. So I'm like, I'm very like, I don't know what Kentucky looks like, which is what I said at the beginning. I'm very excited to see what these teams will actually look like. I can't wait to watch week one be like, oh, okay, that's who it is. They are also coming off a bye. They have a bye week before they play us. Very nervous, the fact that they're thinking about us and we're thinking about Bama. It helps us in the Texas A&M game. Doesn't help us here. Um, I'm going to say we win this, but I read when I tell you I'm – I. Like, I'm not feeling great about this scenario that we're in versus Kentucky. I I got one thing to say, man. I hear you. In your Kentucky, I hear you. In years past, I would have been saying saying the exact same thing, singing from the exact same hymnal. But they're Kentucky, and we're Tennessee, and we beat them. That's just what we do. Yeah, it's you know the past thirty years, it's. 28 and two. I, I know that's not the actual numbers. I'm just giving you the example. So I, I think we beat them. Uh, UConn, we beat at Missouri. I, I, I just think, I just think we're the better team. They, they, they play Georgia before they play us at Georgia. Um, they're still trying to figure out their 
their quarterback. They, they plan to, to play both in the first game this year. Um, obviously, they'll have it figured out by then. But new OC, I don't – I mean, Eli Drinkowitz is a nerd. <laughs> like, 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 he's such a little dweeb. Um, I, feel, I feel good about this one. Even though it is away, it'll probably be a night game, which I've never seen a darker stadium in my life. Like when you play at Missouri State, it feels everything feels darker for some reason. I don't know what it is about the sky, about the stands, what what it is, but it feels pitch black when you play there. Um, but I I I do think we win that game. University of Georgia Bulldogs, two-time defending national champs, walking into uh, uh, Neyland Stadium November eighteenth. November 18th. This is the circled one. I think this is a circled one for Georgia, too. Yeah. I think this is the toughest game on Georgia's schedule. Is playing Tennessee in Neyland. Um, you know, right now I have us as a one-loss team. Um, a not what, – what, where were we at? Ten games in, a nine-and-one team. Uh playing Georgia, who will most likely be undefeated. This is a top-five matchup when it comes up. Right now, I think the biggest difference for Georgia this year is the quarterback position. They're going to have good offensive linemen. They're going to have a good D-linemen. They're going to have a good defense. They're going to have good wide receivers. They're going to have good running backs. Their quarterback is different. Stetson Bennett and all the shit people want to talk about him and – He's on. He's not good actually player. that good. It was the team that held him. We're about to find out. Because Carson Beck, he's he was a high recruit. He's been at Georgia for years. He he he's the one developed. Um, but he can't move like Stetson Bennett can. He's not the mobile guy that Stetson Bennett is. And you go back and look at games, even the Tennessee game, that made a huge difference. Massive. Huge difference. What Stetson can do with his legs made such a big difference. He's, I mean, he had 10 rushing touchdowns last year, and he ran for one versus us. So I think that's the key to the game. <sighs> this one is just so tough for me. Right now, I'm going to say it's a loss. Uh, Stetson was awesome. I he was he's a lamo. He's a doucher. He yeah. no, I didn't like anything about him, but I respect game. And he was he was more than a game manager. Uh, game manager to me was a Greg McElroy back in the day. Um, a little bit like an AJ McCarron, maybe a John Parker Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Coker, Sim, some of those Bama guys. Stetson was not that. Stetson absolutely made plays and was a difference maker. I think I might. I'm, I think I might change. I think we're going to drop one because I don't think we go undefeated. But for some reason, maybe I'll say toss up between South Carolina and A and M. I was going to call A and M a loss, but then I do love the fact that we're coming off that bye. Yeah, I might. I might still go with my gut that A and M's a loss because then it's kind of like the perfect storm. Oh, you just whip South Carolina. You got two weeks to prepare, but maybe we don't. Whatever. Who knows? That's just now, how. Listen, if we lose to A and M, I think we might beat Alabama. 
so that's what it's just football is weird like that. I mean, what it's a it perfect. Is. You know, say like they go to Tuscaloosa and get and just get smacked, and we beat and we beat South Carolina, and we're coming off a bye week, but then we mess around and have turnovers and don't play well against them. That's just football. I, what I'm picking right now is just too too clear. So I'll go back and you know I'll probably say we do lose. I'll stick with my gut and say we do lose to A and M, and you know I'll stick with my gut to say that we beat Bama. I, I think we beat Georgia. I mean, and I'm I'm not this guy. Like I'm not the sheep. Like I'm just really not. Like I I think our overall. I think our overall record will be ten and two. I just, yeah. I just don't know the two are, and I, and I don't have, I, I really don't have gut feelings either way. Besides, I, man, I mean, if I had to pick a gut feeling, I kind of feel like we lose to South Carolina, but I just won't allow myself. Seriously, if it's just, if it's just straight gut feeling, I think we lose to South Carolina and Bama. That, that's my, that's my, my true feeling is I, yeah. I lose to South Carolina and Bama. But I can't allow myself to say that, so I'm going to say we'll lose to A and M and and like Georgia. But Listen, I, but I, buddy, I think I, I'm I, right I, there with you. You see, what I'm saying I think we beat Georgia at home. I just yeah. do. I, I'm right there with you. When it when I look over the schedule, look at and feel my gut. My gut says that Bama, Kentucky are the two hardest games we have. The the the, the Bama game in Tuscaloosa, Kentucky right after them, and they have a bye. Those feel like the losses to me. I feel like a 10 and two. I think Hendon is better than Joe. Plain as, like, I think Hendon right. Hooker is a better quarterback than Joe Milton. Right. And because yeah. of that, it makes me feel that way. Um, and like getting Georgia at home feels so much better yeah. than, than, than being away. But I will say this. The last year's schedule, the one that lands on even number years, obviously this is going to change the new SEC, but the schedule that lands on even number years where we have Alabama at home, Kentucky at home, Florida at home, Georgia, South Carolina away, Missouri at home. Love that. That's the schedule where we can take advantage of it. Sanford Stadium ain't shit. I don't care what anybody fucking says. Yes, Florida, or I mean, yes, Georgia has won two national championships. Yes, they went undefeated last year. Yes, their home record is very good because they are a good team. It doesn't have anything to do with the damn stadium. Okay? The fans are not that ruckus. That's not what makes the difference. But playing Florida away makes a difference. Playing Alabama away makes a difference. Because it's a lot better for us to be at home, a lot better for us the, the crowd on our side. As so, so as the former player playing in all these places, you thought it was much more difficult to play at the Swamp and Tuscaloosa than Sanford Stadium. Much more difficult, just because of because of stadium crowd loud. Exactly, stadium crowd and noise. I should say not loud. The the competitive advantage you get home versus away when you're playing Alabama and Florida is a huge difference than it is Georgia. Like, yes, we're going to get an advantage playing at home versus Georgia. It's not that much of a disadvantage playing away. Gotcha. I gotcha. But it is for the other two. So I'm with you there. Like my gut says the two toughest are going to be Bama, Kentucky away and Georgia's actually going to be a pretty good game for us because we're home because it's towards the end of the season because we'll know who Georgia is by that point that feels better to me 
that's the um, that's the funny thing about this is like like I said, I've always been I'm always I'm a, I'm an optimistic person, but I feel like when it comes to Tennessee, I try to be a realist and not a sheep. And so years past, I would talk to my buddies and they're like, yeah, 10 wins. I'm like, no, I don't see it. Like, I think we lose this. I think like one of my ones that I remember is I was arguing with my buddies for the entire summer that we were going to lose to BYU. I just knew it. I just had a gut feeling and we shouldn't have. I'll give credit to those guys. My buddies, we shouldn't have lost, but we choked it and we did. And so I picked games based on my gut, and and there was plenty of times where I was like, dude, I'm nervous about Kentucky. And my buddy Jack would be like, Reed, stop. Like, it's Kentucky. They find a way to lose to us. And he's right. They do. That doesn't mean that they don't – they still haven't beaten us from time to time. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, it's like it's like two years ago, Reed, I would agree with you. Now sitting here, I know who Tennessee is. I know who Heupel is. And I'm just not that worried about certain games except for randomly I think Spencer Rattler and Beamer come in here and – have another good game and it's maybe it's closer. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I just feel like I know who Tennessee is. I kind of feel like I know who South Carolina is going to be, but Georgia, they're going to be really good in some areas, but the most important position, I, I trust Kirby, I guess, to get it done somewhat, but, but it, yeah. So I feel you. Uh, let's just say this, no fan questions today, unfortunately, because we've gone 50 minutes, but we will get to them. We can do them next week. Uh, no, I mean, throw, throw a couple in there. We can answer them really quick. No, these the first question that I had that I was going to throw to you is about offensive line play. It ain't going to be quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. We should have just done we should have done fan questions by itself. Next week we can just do we can we can talk a little bit about Virginia and just do main fan questions because it's yeah because I mean we're both on the same page. We're going to beat Virginia, so maybe right. it won't be that much of a breakdown. Yeah, we'll just we'll do fan questions, which it's because it's still leading into the season. Yeah, we can do it that way. But uh, I guess to close, we should say that we're going to beat Vandy because <laughs> we didn't even mention him. I'm not mentioned. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we did. Like, I don't, I, <laughs> nobody's concentrating on Vandy. And I, you know, that that's a uh, home game. We're going to be all right. Senior night, we're going to be all right. Vandy fans don't even concentrate on Vandy. Poor guys. Poor guys. All right, buddy. Cannot wait for the season to start. Well, hold on. What's our official? So we're we're both saying ten and two regular season. I think we're both saying ten and two. <laughs> we, just, we just can't nail it down. Yeah, we just we literally don't know which ones which losses they are. But I picked Bama and I picked Georgia. So I, I I'm sorry. I I mean. <laughs> If I have to do it, if I have to do it, I'm going to say we lose to South Carolina and we lose to Bama. That's what I'll say. Yeah. All right. We'll see how it plays out. All right, brother. All right, man. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. Uh, We're going to try and get to our fan questions next week. Um, And uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, share with all your friends and family. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon uh, for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. If you want to follow Reed, his is at RBacon26 on Twitter. Uh, For myself, it's just at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Uh, But really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, You're the reason this thing keeps going. We're so excited for the season. And uh, as always, go Vols.